Anthony's mouth. In his house, stupid ranked right up there with ass as words guaranteed to get you in trouble if uttered aloud. It just was. I thought it was pretty neat, especially the chunks of meteor. I bet there was a whole lot of space rock under that field, probably the bones of old aliens, too. My dad said it was just clay. Timmy looked at him, his enthusiasm readying itself atop the downward slope to disappointment. What was Clay? Pete shrugged again, as if all this was something Timmy should have known. The red stuff. It was just old dirt. My dad says it gets like that when it's far enough down. Oh. Well, it could have been space rock. A mild breeze swirled the dust around their feet as they left the cool grass and stepped onto the gravel. Although this path had been there for as long as they could remember, it had only recently become a conveyor belt for the trucks and bulldozers which had set up shop off beyond the tree line, where new houses were swallowing up the old cornfield. It saddened Timmy to see it. Though young, he could still remember his father carrying him on his shoulders through endless fields of gold, now replaced by the skeletons of houses awaiting skin. How about we go watch the trains, then? Pete looked at him, irritated. You know I'm not allowed. I don't mean on the tracks, just near them, where we can see the trains. No, if my dad found out, he'd kill me. How would he know? He just would. He always knows. Timmy sighed and kicked the rock back into the grass, where it vanished. He immediately began searching for another one. As they passed beneath the shade of a mulberry tree, purple stains in the dirt all that remained of the first fallen fruit, he shook his head, face grim. I wish that kid hadn't been killed up there. Pete's eyes widened and he looked from Timmy to where the dirt road curved away from them along Myers Pond until it changed into the overgrown path to the tracks. The summer before, 13-year-old Lena Richards and her younger brother Daniel had been riding their dirt bikes in the cornfield on the other side of the rails. When a freight train came rumbling through, Danny had thought it a great idea to ride along beside it in the high grass next to the tracks, and despite Lena's protests, had done that very thing. Lena, thinking her brother would be safer if she followed, raced up behind him. Blasted by the displaced air of the train, Danny lost control of his bike and fell. Lena, following too close behind and going much faster than she realized to keep pace, couldn't break in time. The vacuum wrenched them off their bikes. Danny was sucked under the roaring train. Lena survived, but without her legs. Or so the story went, but they believed it. The older kids said it was true. As a result, Timmy and Pete and all the neighborhood kids were now forbidden to venture anywhere near the tracks. Even if they decided to ignore their parents, a funny-looking car with no tires rode the rails these days, yellow beacon flashing in silent warning to the adventurous. They were stupid to ride that close to the train anyway, Pete said glumly, obviously still pining for their days of rail walking. Nah, it sounds cool to do something like that. Apart from, you know, the dying part and all. Yeah, well, we can't get close enough to watch the train, so forget it. Well, then you come up with something to do, Einstein. Pete slumped, the burden of choice settling heavily on his shoulders.
Beads of sweat glistened on his pale forehead as he squinted up at the sun. To their left, blank-faced white houses stood facing each other, their windows glaring eyes issuing silent challenges they would never have the animation to pursue. To the right, hedges reared high, the tangles of weeds and switchgrass occasionally gathering at the base of gnarled trees upon whose palsied arms leaves hung as an apparent afterthought. In the field beyond, high grass flowed beneath the gentle caress of the slightest of breezes. The land was framed by dying walnut trees, rotten arms severed by lightning long gone, poking up into the sky, as if vying for the attention of a deity who could save them. A killdeer fluttered its wings in feigned distress and hopped across the gravel path in front of the two boys, hoping to lead them away from a nest it had concealed somewhere nearby.